0: Eek shock. Eek shock.
1: The thing with uh, the stuff. Yeah, no. The stuff and the things the, the, the oh, blood wait, oranges. Wait. The
0: geeky thing with the stuff and the blood oranges.
1: Let's see. Oh, I could go for a blood orange. Why cars go I like fast. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Are you reading a children's book? <laughs> no. It, it was funny. It's. A, infographics is one of the, it's like a super biased, I mean, holy shit, is it a biased channel? But they actually do give little tidbits. Is this like some Alex Jones shit? No, no. They they do like a cartoony uh, picture, and then they'll talk about current events, historical events, stuff like that. Okay. They've done about five hundred versions of how Putin is going to lose in Ukraine. I'm waiting for the geek part
0: of this. I, I mean too. I'm too.
1: Actually, no. I was just mentioning. Well, oh, I'm sorry. They did a why one you know a sh- youtube shorts right yes yes, yes. The, the they did a youtube short why do cars go faster than the speed limit that doesn't seem to make much sense does it and then they explain actually how because i'm impatient it. i don't know it makes, it makes a lot of sense it's just it's dumb <laughs> it makes
0: you, a lot of dumb. sense it's, but dumb. it's
1: dumb you really could spin a tale for us here <laughs> You should read the children. Hey, I'm the writer.
2: I'm know. somewhat
0: riveted. I have to admit. Barry, I
2: I, I am uh, stuck in my seat, staring at you, it's, waiting for the next thing to come out of your mouth like a waterfall of
0: good news. It, it's more. I'm, I'm wrapped in like Lynchian confusion, but that but I'm there. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. There's some. There's definitely some body horror going on too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, body horror, life
1: horror. <laughs> Let's see, DMG optional hero point rules. No, not, that that's wasn't not it. it. No, that sounds me. geeky. Yeah, it sounds that geeky. was geeky. Is um, this like your leftover <clears> notes from last week? No, this is my
2: YouTube. Which, by the way, um, that's a, one of the best ways to DM a game is to say, "All right, I don't know what happened last game. Give me your crappy notes on what happened, and that's what we'll roll with." And some like our friend Courtney makes the worst notes when she's like drunk, <laughs> and she'd be like okay we met guy tavern there was Kalachi's and goblin with 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 stick and go and that was like her notes
1: and that you know what I think that's what we should roll with with the game oh wait
2: Kirsten oh, oh, raised
0: oh. his hand <clears throat> yes as I thought
1: okay I got it um the first the first two are not super interesting but <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I can't wait for this third one
1: um, it's like wow. Highlander one and Tales two, Tales of Ooh. the Valiant, the the Pathfinder uh, OGL version of D anD D. Their Kickstarter just went over a million. Okay, uh, and that's going to be wait a minute. Pathfinder I, two I, is out. Is this I'm a new sorry, not Pathfinder. A uh, Kobold Press. Oh, uh-huh. They're their thing. They were doing the Black Flag. Yeah, yes. Tales of the Valiant. So that has actually inched over a million. The uh, is that whoa. the
0: first thing or the third thing? I'm not playing that's, that. That's the second thing.
1: None of my players are Valiant. That's the second thing. The third thing is uh, the Gloomhaven Kickstarter. Yes, it's approaching two million
0: now. Whoa. This is a, their Kickstarter for their their minis and their RPG, right? Yep. Yeah. The okay. whole shit. Wait a minute. Buying. Wait a minute. The minis
2: and the RPG, or yeah. the new version of
1: Kickstarter or of Gloomhaven? <laughs> the I new version of Kickstarter. I yes, think No, starting Kickstarter, Kickstarter. I think it's the I think it's the second edition. Because is the Aren't they calling it an
0: RPG? No. No they're do- they're releasing a Gloomhaven RPG and they're releasing a goddamn a lot of minis to film. All right,
1: then that's what it is. The Gloomhaven RPG is Cuz that's right what here. we need another
0: RPG. Yeah.
1: So, there's that. The other thing though was, you know the game Zombie Side? Yeah. Yes. Monty Python Flying Circus is doing an expansion to Zombie Side,
0: which is fascinating. I, I've only seen the teaser for it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, it's I, I don't know Zombie Side.
1: All I know is like Spanish Inquisition will be zombies who can you know nobody appear, They appear unexpectedly. Zombie Side was a Kickstarter
2: game that was very successful. It's apparently a very good game. I own it. I've never played it. Yeah. Uh, I have a uh, Zombie Side Black Plague.
0: That's the one I have. Yeah. yeah. Have so. you played it? Ah, uh, no. Oh, well. <laughs> so. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 692. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. And Vlar, And we are to talk weak and geek and uh, clarifying a little Zombicide. A
1: little bit. Yeah, the, 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 the Bigfoot, you know the foot uh, uh, now for something completely different? Yes. That is one of the abominations now.
0: Is it now? Yes. So It's fascinating. There are so many versions of Zombicide. Zombicide was like the first massive Kickstarter win. Was like, it? Yes. Really? That, that was one of the ones that went just ape shit and kind of launched the way Kickstarters are done since for board games. If you look in the history of board games and Kickstarters, you're going to find Zombicide right at the start of it. Okay. Um, They did other ones prior, but this is where you get like, here's the base game, and here's all the goddamn extras for all the extra parts. So, yeah. so you can blame Z- Zombicide for that. So okay.
1: The Monty Python sounds funny. Ministry of Silly Walks is another set of zombies. Well, let's let's have maybe
0: one of us play the damn game to see if we like it first. Well, uh, well, you now have two versions to choose from, uh, because we both have Black Plague. Yeah, which is a fantasy version of Zombicide. There's, the, there's the original Zombicide is just your standard Walking Dead scenario. Okay, you uh, you are play you have ver- how Zombicide is played. You are playing as zombies as survivors of the zombie apocalypse. You are exploring the city to find things, better weapons to survive. Whatever scenario you're in, sometimes mm-hmm. kill all the zombies, sometimes kill the big zombies. That sometimes sounds like it's Last Night on, on Earth. It, it owes a lot to it, but uh, a little more. It's controversial as to whether or not Zombicide is a good game. With what? some people, Ooh. some controversial. people, some people love Zombicide, and some people don't think it's very good at all. We have to play this. Yeah, although I will, I have heard that uh, Black Plague is one of the better versions of it because there's a sci-fi one, there's the original. Modern one, there's one in Washington D.C. and now I own their latest one. Before this Monty Python one, I now own Marvel Zombieside. I tell you what, I marvel at how much media
2: you own that you haven't actually done anything with, be it games, books, movies.
0: I buy potential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Marvel Zombieside is the first game of it that you are playing the Marvel Zombies. And it's the living that are trying to stop you. Just <laughs> oh, like it's, it's, it did a good job of basing it on the comic. So you will have, yeah, I think it's like the Hulk, the Wasp, Captain America, Iron Man, and the and one other of the zombies you have to choose from. And then the rest are all heroes, and you can eat Aunt May. And it's just a horrible zombie apocalypse world of Marvel. Okay, okay. Uh, I got it mainly because the minis are. Damn cool. Of on, course. The zombie Marvel minis.
1: What's not to love? Yeah, really. Painting minis. You know, he was eating at me and I tasted horse semen. And I thought to myself, No no. Is this how she died?
0: Anyway. Well, that would have fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> you went for gross and funny and you just went you end up with just gross. Because of a conflux of weird work schedules, and I'm still fighting that, uh, we're actually recording this on Friday. Friday! Uh, which means you're actually hearing this on Saturday. Sorry it was a day late. Uh, some of you know that's coming. Some of you don't because you're not involved in our social media. But that's okay. This is how you learn. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. But I'm saying why it's on Friday because tonight at midnight Oh God. Uh, is the launch of 10th edition Warhammer 40K. It Crickets. comes out, are comes you gonna out be there? tonight. Are you going to be there? I would if I didn't have to get up at 6 goddamn in the morning to open up a bar that doesn't deserve to open at 8. <laughs> well,
1: I, I don't see the conflict.
0: <laughs> the conflict is I need sleep. Yeah. Who's
1: drinking at your bar at 8 in the morning? This is Vegas. People are drinking at the bar at
0: <laughs> well, I mean, 8 I, in the morning. Yeah, I,
2: I know that, but your bar, because your hotel does not have the gambling. Correct. 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 So, who's drinking this? So, that at this narrows bar? it for you, monkeys, doesn't
3: it? <laughs> wow.
0: Um, but. Uh, dude, the escorts need a place to have a drink before they go home. My dude, there was a time where they would open our bar at 6 in the morning during big conferences like uh, Magic is a conference here. It's a, uh, clothing a fashion thing. As yeah, a yeah, fashion conference. And then there's uh, one that's. that. Uh, caters to high-end travel agents and so they would open it way early for those people and that's the best part to be a Vegas bartender. If you go to Vegas bartend early in the morning, you want it that early because that's when the the walks holding the shoes and stumbling in, friends wheeling people in on wheelchairs uh, people missing half their clothes. It's, that is the time for true people watching in Vegas. Sure, people say go out on the strip. and you know, Sit yeah. down and watch the people walking on the strip. But see, just the what? Bitch, watch the people. No. no, do it at five in the morning. All right. That's when the weird happens. Barry,
1: the next time he's working magic, we're going to have to come out there at five in the morning. Oh, I don't do that shit
0: anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting up if I don't have to, but if I have to, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh-huh.
2: So Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. Is the, the new
0: edition, the new edition, which I'm already hearing complaints of it being extremely imbalanced.
1: Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> in favor of who? Who's winning your army or uh, Barry's army? Uh, uh, Barry's army's not winning because Barry's
2: army is still attached like brand new in box. Haven't even touched it. It's still sprued. I don't even know if I'm ever going to at this point. I just I've d- gotten into so much other stuff. I really don't know if I'm gonna sit down and paint
0: and play.
3: Oh, I, you, I really don't.
0: You know what? One of the and th- um, one of the things, one of the things that that attached me to Warhammer and, and kind of kept that flame alive was Matt. When Matt was regularly on the show, and now that he's taking a hiatus, hi-atus. I, 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 I'm I'm missing some of that motivation that yeah. I would get from him.
2: Let me tell you something.
1: If he were sitting right here right now, I still wouldn't have any time to play
2: the,
0: I, or
1: paint the figures. I have to say I'm very upset I never started a pool as to whether or not we're actually going to play this game yeah, and who would drop out. First. Have you actually
0: ever rolled the dice and yes. played the game? I have played the game. i played uh, both Fantasy and 40K. And I've played 40K in the last couple of years, believe it or not. You know, wow. for the amount of times that we
2: talk about Warhammer, both 40K and otherwise, it's surpri- it's, it's shocking how much we haven't played the game. Very often here's part
0: of it I've never had Warhammer when you're just getting in is a daunting thing. There are the rules are varied and and extensive. The miniatures are the same. Uh, so you don't or at least I I can't speak for you monkeys, but myself, I don't feel comfortable walking into the game store even though any Warhammer person there okay, I won't say any. A good portion of Warhammer people there would gladly take me through my quote-unquote first game and teach me the ropes. That's not how I want to do it. I want to do it with a friend. So when I did the first time, I had a work friend that uh, played Warhammer, and so we got together at the war game store and had the time. And I got to roll some dice and try out my army and see how it works, what works, what didn't, learn some things, learned what I did wrong, what I did right, and really did have a really good time doing it. Uh, but he since uh, has moved on to another job when we lost touch now I was like oh great Barry's gonna you know get a mm-hmm. thing together so we're we can do it sure but, yeah with uh, all your free time but that's true and, and I never
3: see this guy
1: I, I'll make sure to video the monkeys flying out of my butt for you too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know, all right I'll Try, i make no promises <laughs> ah, he
2: couldn't even try get the,
0: he couldn't even get the word try out
1: barry I, I i promise to try barry if you sell that mint set that's like a quarter of your backyard right there yeah could be because <laughs> you know for
2: some strange reason all that shit does not depreciate in value
1: <laughs> especially when it's still sprued.
2: oh my god some of that stuff is, is out of print yeah. I have a full uh, Purgatose mission, uh, Adeptus Sororitas. Yeah. Those uh, I are got the a couple checks. other Adepta things. Deb's got like the uh, Zinch? Yeah, the Zinch, the demons. The demons and stuff. All of it sitting on my uh, on my shelf. There you Collecting go. Collecting dust. Never opened it. I opened it, looked at it. Got scared. Put it back.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and I'll admit, I, aside from painting things for the monkeys, I haven't done a lot of painting. I've been painting up some of my own Marvel uh, universe. There's a Marvel skirmish game out there, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, I, I enjoy painting the Marvel figures, so those are the ones I've been painting. Been, so that's been fun.
2: If I'm going to paint anything, I need to paint some of my terrain for D&D. Because I've just launched LasVegasDungeonMaster.com. Did you now? I did. What the hell is that? Well, for a small and reasonable fee, at least I think it is, uh, I will come directly to you with the terrain and knees and maps and the adventure and the sound and you get free dice and the whole business. Uh, It's about four to five hours. You know, come to Vegas, screw, go and
0: get strippers, roll some dice. It's more fun. But someone who knows what the goddamn they're doing. Yeah.
2: And I did it and successfully before COVID uh, as HoustonDungeonMaster.com, but I am no longer in Houston. So I shut that down. took a while for me to say, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, the uh, thing that really spurred me on was the need for a backyard. Yeah. It's the bills. <laughs> it's the, <bills. laughs> the fucking bills. So, you know, a little extra scratch would uh, certainly help to go uh, to build that tiki bar I really want. Yeah. <laughs> And if D&D is going to be the way to do it, by God, I'm going to do it. Fantastic. So how can people find you if you're, they want to hire you? LasVegasDungeonMaster.com. What's it called again? LasVegasDungeonMaster.com. Oh, okay. One more time. LasVegasDungeonMaster.com. I think that was marketing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this segment sponsored by LasVegasDungeonMaster.com.
0: Do you have anything you want to pimp out, Kay? Me. Okay. Where can they find that, Kay?
1: Yeah. Just look right in front of you. Where? There I am. Las right Vegas, CheapMailHooker.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to pimp out something because I just put my car in the shop and Ugh. I got the phone call. So Ooh. yeah, yeah it's call. it's rough. It's bad. So it's just it's just like you know, it drives, you know, but you got to hang your head out the window. Yeah, and that's that's just to cool yourself off. <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's a car. It sucks. I know. It's a It'd be really pit. funny because years ago I was saying to a friend, you know, every time I get a little ahead, then the car takes a shit and stuff happens. There it is. And Stop he dust. went, well, isn't that what cars do? And I was like, man, that's just cruelly, cruelly correct. Every well, time in my life I had a little bit of extra scratch. Oh, no, your car's fucked.
2: Yay,
0: capitalism. Yeah. Or
2: like I broke a tooth or I could do something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yes. So,
1: yeah, I'm still hanging <sighs> on a, a temporary in my tooth. Oh, that uh, somebody financed, and I gotta get that taken care of. And there, th- that was on the list of all that, you know, the, the sure, list. The, when yeah, the, when, when we, money starts had, rolling yeah. in and you start making the list. Right. Which is right about when the fates go, oh, time to fuck this guy. Oh, he's got a list. Yeah, he he's making plans. Wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, Jesus Christ. So, um, but yeah, so. I'm not really pimping for me. All right. You know, I'll pimp uh, stuff when we talk about stuff, but <laughs> 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 well, we haven't started talking about stuff yet.
2: That's so true. We have,
0: maybe we should. Yeah, I think we should. All right. Uh, Barry, what geeky things you do this week?
2: Well, Kay and I kind of did the same geeky thing oh, on did Saturday I and Friday. I mean, we, we've had an Andy week. Yes. And we did not have
1: Andy here on the show. But that's okay. He was only here for a short time. <laughs> it almost sounded like he was going to say, we had an Andy week. We didn't have Andy. <laughs> but we had an Andy we week. Partial, we had a partial Andy. We week. almost had Andy. We had a little, a quick hit. Just a bump for yeah. of Andy. Uh, a bump just of Andy. Just a bump Andy. of oh. Andy. Yeah, we we, we we just, we were standing in the urinal, and this guy comes in, and he's chopping up some- Some Andy. Some stuff, and he's like- He spilled you? it on the floor, but yeah, that's oh, how yeah, you yeah. do an Andy. Right, and he's like, would you like a bump? And, you know, eh. We Got, were like,
0: eh. Guys, I just watched Brand New Cherry Flavor. This is really disturbing me right what now. What is Brand
1: New Cherry Flavor?
2: I'll get into that.
0: Oh, can't wait to hear that.
2: But no, Andy came in town uh, with a girl, um, and we went. I, I, You know what? Fuck you, Torgo, and here's why. Thank yes, you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. What? There's nothing wrong with the Cornish pasty.
0: Oh.
2: I. We went there, and we had we had some good Cornish they pasty. They went there. I didn't go. It was good.
0: Did you have the soup? <laughs>
2: No, I. it's got Cornish pasty. You don't go to IHOP and have a fucking burger. I, I
1: like how you sagely nod like, uh-huh, that's how you... Uh.
0: <laughs> Why would you eat this soup there when you can have Cornish pasty? Because I'm waiting for Andy to show up, and he's not showing up, and I'm fucking hungry. So you should
2: order Cornish pasty? But
0: I'm, I, but I'm waiting for Andy to order the Cornish pasty, so I want something that's going to just tie me over a little bit, so I have the goddamn soup. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what?
2: And Andy, that
0: goddamn soup gives me food poisoning for four days and the most painful food poisoning I've had in my goddamn life.
1: I, I did I, not have the soup. I had the... Don't! I had the, <laughs> the curry pasty And It was good. I, I love how Andy never mentioned that part. You had the soup
0: because you were waiting on him. Yeah. Don't yeah. have the soup. I won't, thank you very much. I've learned my lesson, and may you learn your lesson, too. Don't go to IHOP and order the fish sandwich. Don't do it. It was a bit of soup. What what harm could it do? Apparently a lot. A lot yeah, of harm. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: what kind of soup was it? But the it? sandwich was good. The pasty was good. What kind of soup was it? I think it was broccoli cheddar. Oh, I, dude. I should know. I tasted it three times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Andy played some games. But then he had his birthday party.
3: He turned yeah. 110.
1: Well, Herman and the uh, yeah friend uh, Celestia. Yeah, Celestia. Together they turned 110. They had a they had a a, a duo party, and they
0: combined Wonder Twin powers and well form of old
1: people. Kind of, sort of. If 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 the Wonder Twins went, if the if the sister went, I'll do everything, and the brother went, I'll be here. <laughs> then then it was Wonder Twins, because nah. uh, it was it was a Celestia joint. She really she really uh, put it, and she. She Did a good job. She put up a hell of a fucking uh, birthday party.
0: I've seen some of your pictures, Kay. Yes, yeah. I, su- I assume it's from that, or either that you had a banger here. No, uh, there yeah, was no.
2: a uh, <clears throat> cookie monster burlesque. Yeah, let, let that sink into your head for a second. Already has. Yeah, need, need more. It's good. No, that's all you get. I, I,
1: I was like, wow. It wasn't like a this, furry or this or like is a big the big burlesque you were looking for. Yeah, like I kind
0: of, I kind of imagined a female barbarian, but blue fur.
1: Kind of. Kind
2: of. Yeah, okay. but with like, like googly cookie monster eyes yeah, yeah, and eating yeah. cookies out of a jar.
0: I'm behind this one. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and
2: it wasn't like that burlesque where, okay, so sometimes I, I like to go to this bar in town where sometimes they have burlesque. And the first time I heard about that, I found out they had burlesque, I was with Leon Mitt. And we were in there drinking, and there's, there's a bunch of odd people like filtering to the bar. I'm like, okay, this is kind of a weird alt bar. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. And then they announced they're going to have burlesque. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe that'll be good. And then I start to look around, and I think, wait a minute. These are the
1: performers. Ugh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. But no, she was top quality. Yeah, 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 she was. And it was funny. It was amusing. It was entertaining. Very entertaining. And then we had uh, the... fire eater, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Jordan the Torture King. Is that his name, Jordan? I think so. I'm hoping. Shit. It is, it
2: is that his now. name, Torture King? Anyway, torture the the king, Torture King. king. Yes. Um, I don't think it was Jordan, but his name was the Torture King. And he, uh, <laughs> he did fire eating. Mm-hmm. And then he did the, uh, he laid on a bed of nails. Yep. And then he laid on a bed of swords. I don't know how fuck he did that. Yeah. Then he stuck needles through himself. Yeah. Then he did yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Like he
2: stuck one through his arm. He stuck yeah. one through like that part under your tongue and out yeah. the b- bottom and of forget, his head. don't forget he
1: ate a light bulb. He ate a light bulb which I can't believe. Pretty sure that was real. Yeah, no, he... The true, uh, proper Andy friendship. knows the guy. So Andy got the skinny on how to do it. Because I was like, in Victorian times, didn't they kill people by putting ground glass in their food? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Andy's like, well, apparently, you got to really grind it. You grind it really fine, so it's sort of like sand, and then you're okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Choices.
0: These are choices. Yeah, but make. when
1: he... when If they're fake, these are some special-ass fucking fake things because he wrapped it in a cloth and gave it the hit with the hammer, and you got the the vacuum pop. So it was like... It it really came across as a real light bulb. Unless sure it, it was sugar glass, dude. I don't know.
2: I, I've s-
0: I've seen a few light bulb beaters in my time. And it, it's crazy. That's real stuff. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And
1: then you and uh, Andy and you you stood on the guy. Yeah, that was for the nails. Yeah.
0: Who stood on the guy?
1: <clears throat> Me and a guy named Ed. Was I don't know. About
2: and your size.
0: That's a combination of how much weight.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of weight. It was a lot of weight. That was a lot of
2: weight on this guy. was standing on a board on this guy's chest while his. Well he's on the nails. On the nail, bed of nails. Yeah.
0: Andy I mean, and I mean I get the guy. whole equal distribution thing, but I don't want Curses standing on me when I got a bed of nails under me. I don't yeah. want
2: Curson standing on me when I'm on a carpet. That's a fine point. God damn. This guy. Thanks, guys. Was entertaining. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. We're
0: we're here for emotional support.
2: Yeah. Mine, but you know yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it was a good time. Sounds it was
1: like it. The, the 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 friend of Celestia's who hosted it has a big house way out on the edge of town for people in Vegas. It's by F- F- Floyd Lamb Park. Is yeah, way right? the hell up north. Yeah, that is just way out on the edge of the universe. Oh, What's his name was there too? Yes. What's his name? God damn it! Guys. The guy, <laughs> the guy. We got uh, the Warhammer. The guy with the thing. Yes. Scully. Uh, oh. Redacted. Yes. Scott Schofield. Oh, that was that a was true a, artisan. Um, that was actually a funny bit too. Um, I uh, went to say hello to Matt Donnelly because Matt Donnelly was there, and uh, Scott comes up to say good night. So I shake hands with Scott. and I'm like, "Good night, Scott. It was good seeing you, buddy." And I was like, "Matt, you remember Scott? He's the Warhammer dude from uh, a couple years ago at the Scoop Fest." And Don, <laughs> Matt was like, "Ah, oh, good to see you. You want to know how much of an asshole I am? There's this guy, and I forget the name. It, 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 there's, there's some scoopy name for this guy. And he's like, his name is Scott, and he's into real technical stuff. So for several years now, I thought he had done the Warhammer thing and come to the Scoop Fest. <laughs> and actually, it was just last year. I ran into him and I'm like, oh, God, the guy is so good to see. I still I'll never get over your uh, that uh, that 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 costume you wore for the Warhammer thing. And the guy was like, I have no idea what you're fucking talking (laughs) about until this moment right here. I didn't know it was you. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. And it was really funny because Scott had in passing in passing mentioned like offers to make warhammer costumes and he said one of the more interesting ones was some russian mafia dudes and i was just like you gotta you gotta show up and talk about that and, and donnelly was like that'd be very cool and scott's like it's not as exciting as you sound <laughs> and it was just like, i don't know i think we could make that work so the, that was interesting. Ran into the Thompson brothers. Those are the guys, Light Ford Studios, who make the movies here. Andy's always doing the props for their 48-hour movies. Um, uh, Scott and Barry played a game of geek. No, oh, uh, let's call it, oh, you think you're geeky. Okay. With some poor kid.
2: Oh, yeah, Frankie's
1: friend. Yeah, Micah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Frankie brought a friend with her to the party. Uh, Frankie being Andy's Andy's daughter daughter. gang. And uh, just came over and said, wanted to meet, you know, the guys from Geek Shock. So you know, and Barry and Scott and I are sitting there talking. So we were like, "Hey, yeah, and he's go on, me you.' And then he starts talking about geeky stuff. Like, I'm like, you know, really into like Warhammer. And Scott's like, "Oh, you are." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got." And he starts describing his army. And you know, I you know, I think he said he had to paint it. I don't know, but he was just like, and, and it's really. And then Scott's like, "Oh yeah, I do it too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what scale do you do it?" And he picks oh, up his hilarious. phone, and the guy's like, "Oh." Oh what oh, what's this game? And he goes because I do it full scale, and he shows a picture.
3: one to one
2: scale, yeah, and the <laughs> full guy, body
1: costume. The guy's like,
3: oh, that's sick, and then the
1: sound of that dick hitting the table, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh wow, and then uh, <laughs> Barry, and then, and then at
2: some point, I don't know where it came around, but he starts talking about other geeky stuff that he yeah. did, and then they, and he said, oh yeah, I play a little Dungeons and Dragons. And everyone looks at me, right? Yeah. yeah, we did. And I'm like, oh, you play a little D&D? Uh, and he's like, yeah, do you play? Do you play? I'm like, yeah, just a little. Business card? Business card. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh,
1: my God.
2: You guys are better than me than everything I like. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Then it was funny because Scott and Barry turned and looked at me, and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's great. It's a good end of that story. I got nothing. Uh, but that was funny.
1: I think I think that's a new game. Oh, you think you're geeky. So Yeah, and it's it a was, fun game. Yeah. Also and finally, Todd, you would have loved this too. Uh-huh. These guys had a mastiff. Oh my goodness. The biggest, galumpiest, <laughs> l- sweetest, goofiest, loving dog. Galumpiest is the, a great word. Yes. This this big monster would galump right up to you and just love you.
3: Oh! Just
1: love you. What? Sweetest dog. It was just... It was absolutely... Uh, everybody... I mean, I said at the end of the night, beautiful house, beautiful dog, man, because that dog was just amaze It's everyone's so, friend. Oh, my God. Sweetest fucking thing. Aww. Except, you know, Barry hated him, but hey.
2: I don't like dogs.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, dog hater, what else you do?
2: All right, well, Deb's out of town. Uh, oh, fuck. So... <laughs> What? She just—that's
0: when the shit goes wrong. She yep.
2: just left this morning,
0: which is why the fires happened. Uh, yeah.
2: it's one little fire. Um, she's been playing Hogwarts Legacy, and it looked interesting. So today, like during a lull at work, I'm like, yeah, I'll bring my ass out to the living room and play some Hogwarts Legacy. And then I decided, I'm just gonna take all my meetings out here, you know. <laughs> And I took a few meetings while playing, controller in my hand, you know, giving clients advice and stuff, because that's how I roll. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, because I'll leave that for Deb, but uh, I like it so far. All right. It's kind of fun. But that's not all I did. Um, so I have like a, a lack of, of good games right now because I don't really want to buy any. I'm kind of saving my scratch because I'm really looking at an Xbox Series X. Kind of have to now. Yeah, especially with You Know What coming later and we're going to talk about it. Um, big games coming this uh, this fall. So Game Pass is a thing and a lot of the new games for Xbox are coming to Game Pass. I'm so excited. Um They're really making Game Pass totally worth it, Uh, except (laughs) (laughs) some of the games that they put out. They make choices. Yeah, their choices have been made. I downloaded these three games. Hypnospace Outlaw. Already, this sounds like hot garbage, right? Wow. Is it a side scroller? It sounds like a side scroller. Oh, no. It's a sim game. It, in an alternate history, 1999, in a parody of the early internet, like, it looks like you're going through the early internet. Okay.
1: That shitty. Okay.
2: But, like, during your sleep. Exciting. <laughs> so people visit the, the internet in their sleep. And it's called HypnoSpace and you're an enforcer policing illegal content and copyright violation and viruses and it is super cringe.
0: It sounds like somebody wanted to make a Philip K Dick story and just couldn't. Kinda
2: and I and I played it for a couple hours and I just I, I at some point I just put the controller down and walked away. Was, oh. that I can't get through this fucking game. The the joke wore off after <laughs> flipping through like dozens and dozens of pages trying to find, like, copyright violations and shit like that. But it's super goofy. Um, Check it out okay, for for laughs. Maybe. But don't put more than half an hour in it. All right. I can promise that. That is one that I totally don't recommend. Hypnospace. The other one, the big con.
0: Oh, dude. I I started the big con. Oh, then you
2: can attest to how cringy and uh, not great it is.
0: I quit. The moment... I, I, I barely started playing. Did you get to the mall? Nope. That's how, I, how much I didn't play it. I got to the mall. Uh, I I do know what? I quit. I quit in the moment. You start work late at a video store. Yes. Happens in the 90s. And you have to overhear people talking about their movies what they want to see for you to suggest something to them. But you have to find the right exact spot around them to sneak, to, to hear them. to hear them. If you can't find that spot, you can't listen and get the right things to, movies to choose. And the moment, the third time that happened and I couldn't find the spot, I said, fuck it.
2: Wow, you didn't even actually get to the story of the game. Nope,
0: I was done at After that After learning moment.
2: that her mother owes $97,342.18 to loan sharks, she meets Ted, a con artist. They travel across the U.S. earning money to save the store... While stealing and conning people, but doing a lot of that same thing. It's, as soon as I got to the mall, I'm like, alright, this, <laughs> this is fuck-tarded. As soon as you got to the mall. Yeah. So, that's the big con. Don't get that one out. Don't either. get it. Now, this one, I mixed about. I kind of dig it. But I can see how linear it is. Citizen Sleeper.
0: Citizen Sleeper.
2: Citizen Sleeper is a 2022 role-playing game. Uh, It was for uh, mac os windows switch xbox xbox one blah, blah blah ps4 ps5 um the it's it's single player obviously uh in order to correct to progress to ble- ble- really yeah, ble- ble- i'm having a stroke <laughs> on on air um you're a sleeper which is like a human whose mind has been put into a robot body and it's controlled by a corporation and then it escapes indentured servitude on a freighter and it becomes uh, it arrives on a space station called the eye uh where it has to fight for survival and freedom because the body slowly degrades and you get hungry you have to eat as well but then every day you roll five dice or you could roll less dice depending on your condition of your body and depending on those dice you can do things in the game you can you can uh Get better with certain factions, or you can uh, salvage stuff, or you can rebuild things, or you can grow things, and there's an ongoing story that progresses. Put a put an hour or so into it to see if you like it, and if you if if you're curious about where it goes, put another hour in, and then give me your opinion.
0: I'm still kind of confused on the gameplay. Is it this like a a visual novel with choose your own adventure kind of things, with the dice decides or
2: it's like a visual novel, okay. kind of. But how do I put this? Um, the dice will will decide whether or not you're successful and how successful you are at certain actions. Ah. There's multiple like endings, I'm told, and it's not like that shitty visual novel, the vampire one that I brought oh, up the oh, other right, day. Right, no, right. it's not like that. I would never even talk about another game like that on the show. This
0: kind of sounds like uh, a more streamlined Disco Elysium style game. You know, I never played Disco Elysium. Give it a shot. I think I will.
2: But try Citizen Sleeper. You might like it. In any way, Case, I, my attention span is like none at this point in my life. So I end up just going back to freaking Power
0: Wash Simulator and knocking out a few of those. I, I you know, Based on Power Wash Simulator, I thought, you know what? Same company. I'm going to give Automotive Mechanic. mechanic. Simulator, a try.
2: Oh, I saw that.
0: Yeah, I did not. And I'm like, you know, and you know what? This might be educational for me. This might actually teach me how engines work.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, so the same way that uh, Guitar Hero teaches you guitar, and
3: uh (laughs) (laughs) Cooking (laughs) Mama
0: teaches you how to cook. Not, not the quiet, because this is the simulator. This is that you have to go in and take pieces out of engines and so on. So you're, you're, you are doing the parts. And then when I was started playing it and got three quarters of the way through the tutorial, I like no, this is work. This is absolute mechanics. And wow. my brain is not ready for this today. I'm just not gonna do this today.
1: Boy, it puts the simulation in It uh... truly
0: does. So if, if and you have a store to run and you make money by doing oil changes and 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 changing tires and alignments and all the stuff that you just go to the Meineke and, and hand them 60 bucks and say do this and here you can do it. Kinda. Although I will say this. Doing it with a console controller is awful. This might be a much fun, much more fun game if, if you, you used your hands. If you use the computer or actually maybe just fix your own car. One of the two things. Jesus. <laughs>
2: You know, there's another game that I started and quit almost immediately. I don't, I don't even know the name of it, but something with trains is like a train simulator game. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah,
0: t- Railroad Empire.
3: Yeah.
2: Fuck that game.
0: Yeah. Didn't like it. I have it. I have it downloaded. Oh, dude.
2: No. Stop. Just don't even bother. <laughs> it's just lame. Wow.
0: There's so many train board games out there that I thought that this might be kind of along those lines.
2: It's not a board game. No. Nope. Okay. It's barely a video game. It's bar- it's oh, boring. Oh, okay. Kind of, wow. oh so it's kind of like a flight simulator there are
0: people oh there are people
2: flights there's the whole fl- it's it's not like flight simulator it's not like you're're you're, you're sitting there piloting the train i know there's a bunch of train simulator games but this is the the train Empire game is different and it's i don't think it's fun uh but the flight sim games if i were one of those people there's some good stuff coming for them the xbox just announced it and i don't know if you want to get into that yet
0: we'll touch that in a second yeah we'll favorite. touch that in a second Um, I'll go into mine, K, if you don't mind. As you got something to get off your chest, like, right away? No. All right.
2: That gives me a chance to have a candy cigarette.
0: Um, (sighs) You brought up last week Diablo 4. Oh, shit. And I have been playing... Oh, good. Mm. Diablo 4.
1: I really wish you had been at the show last week.
0: I do, too. When I (laughs) listen to it, I'm like, I I could contribute here. Um, I want to know your opinion. Okay. For once. I'm kind of bored. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I I hate admitting it, and I don't necessarily think it's the game's fault. I think that I am just no longer. I I think the genre's played out for me. The the action looter, uh, over the top, over the top view. Uh, I I I fell asleep with the controller in my hand. Oh bit. no, um, dude! And I, it's not a bad game as far as Diablo games go. It's a really good Diablo game. I've tried three characters now. Uh, I've kind of landed with the necromancer because that's more of a solo play kind of character since you can you know, raise the dead and they fight for you or whatnot. Uh, I enjoyed playing the sorcerer, as you mentioned before. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I played the barbarian. I mm-hmm. uh, named it after you, Um Aww. And I think I'm done with it for now wow i i for, and and what really kind of sold that to me is that i put some time into it i've i'm 35 level so you know i've had i haven't i haven't gone beat it through i haven't gone into like the big dungeons and and really got the thing going because you know that's where the everyone's really going for does
2: it, it require multiplayer no uh, good
0: well well put it this way it doesn't require that you play multiplayer and this is one of the things i don't like about it you do have to log in every time so you cannot play it single player you have to play it attached to the internet and there's no way of playing it without other people getting in on your game it what? is a force it is a forced MMO you will you will have what there are plenty of big fights where I, if you go into instances you'll do it by yourself or with your group okay but in the overall world, you will see people in the cities that are other characters. Uh, you will be fighting battles in the overlands. And then all of a sudden, this barbarian will come over, help you beat everything up, walk up to you, try to hit you a few times, can't, then run away. Um, it's And that's nothing I can find a way of turning off. I don't think you can.
2: Even Diablo 3 didn't have that. No.
0: And, and that's been kind of annoying. That's super annoying. Yeah. I
2: don't want to. And you could turn off chat, I hope.
0: Uh, yeah, the, the, unless you're in a group, you don't chat. Unless someone directly, you, no one's directly chatted with me, so I don't even know how that goddamn works.
3: God damn
0: it. So, uh, is, it, is it, yeah, yeah, it's good. And they've got some, you know, some little, uh, the things called aspects where you create your, like, legendary weapons how you want them to be, but you have to collect those by going through various dungeons, rant, the side dungeons, not even the main story dungeons. So there's a lot to do. Okay. And the story is the best Diablo story I've seen yet. Uh, the Lilith, the, uh, the demon that you are hunting in this, is a really good character and has some really interesting ideas as to why she's doing what she's doing, and she kind of has the right idea. She's just really bad. Uh, but it has a lot. It owes a lot to Hellraiser.
2: Okay, now now you're pulling me into yeah. this.
0: The lo- a lot of the storyline stuff feels very Hellraiser-ish. There was even a moment of a guy being hung up by chains and having the most wonderful pleasure and pain of his life and being skinned. It's very Hellraiser. Cool, cool. Uh, the cutscene's amazing. Uh, ev- in fact, I rarely have enjoyed cutscenes this much. When it goes into a cutscene, I am wrapped. It's the gameplay that is very monotonous, over and over again, and... Well, that's, and she, that was
2: always Diablo.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. I think at one point, I really enjoyed that, because I loved original Diablo, and especially Diablo Two. Oh,
2: Diablo Two was a triumph. We even had, like, a little guild amongst our friends where we were just basically farming Stones of Jordan. It was great.
0: Yeah, and there is... And if you're going out and playing this with your friends, absolutely. Uh, it makes it really easy to create your own, for lack of a better word, guild... Um, it's easy to find your friends on it. Ha- however, I think it's just not interesting to me. When you described watching it, other people playing it on Twitch, uh, seeing as just a whole lot of chaos that you can't tell what's going on.
2: Very Vampire Survivors.
0: That's the gameplay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when you're Even when you're playing as uh, whatever you're playing as, the Sorcerer, it was just a lot of particle effects everywhere. So they kind of lose track of what's happening. but
2: In Diablo 2, I could kind of handle it a little bit. I, there was yeah. particle effects everywhere, but it wasn't over-the-top Japanese, you know, yeah. one of those games. But it's what it looked like in twi- on Twitch.
0: Is it a bad game? No. In fact, probably the best Diablo game out there uh, once everything gets going for it, once you really, really get through it. And again, the story's the best I've seen. I'm just falling asleep. And Mm. that's not a good sign. And so, so much so that I stopped playing that and started playing Tainted Grail on Xbox, which is a video game translation of the board game Tainted Grail. And... I've really been enjoying that what's tainted Grail tainted Grail is set in a ravaged Avalon where it's the world of King Arthur but the world has basically been destroyed and you exist almost as a memory in that trying to bring life back to the world in a world that refuses to it is dark it is grim dark uh, the game always had that I had a a a guy hired me to paint his Tainted Grail, and it was a beautiful, beautiful set of minis, and I love that. Um, it is a roguelite, but actually a card game. How do you like that for a combination? Ooh. You start off in a town that is not built, you go off and you fight and meet. Uh, you defeat creatures in doing so you meet other souls that have been lost in the world of Avalon. Some you can bring back to your town to grow it, to make your character stronger for the next time. But the fact is you will die, but you will get stronger in dying over time and be able to get further each time you go. Uh, many varied characters, every character plays differently. So when you figured out how the summoner works and then you try the blood mage it's a whole different creature and then when you try yeah there is and there are so many characters and they're really easy to unlock so you always have something new to play with it and when i'm playing the game i lose myself for two to three hours
2: wait a minute is this on steam
0: it's on steam it's, Early on, access. Ga- it's on game pass well, really. Yeah, so you should already be playing this, sir. How am I not so playing this? So it's console this? or computer? Console or computer. Mm-hmm. It's on both. So it's. Un- I think it's on every system. might even be on the Switch. I'm not positive about the Switch, but it's possible. So Tainted Grail, I highly recommend playing that if you like the uh, RPG uh, card battlers. I do. Uh, I do. And the decks are really interesting. And it just trying to figure out how those decks work within the confines of the game. And it has a really interesting grimdark aesthetic. Everything you run into is trying to kill you and does so very well. Uh, but once you figure out how the cards work, then you see how the synergy works, and then you get further and further Is it along. a better
2: card battler game than uh, Midnight Suns? Because uh, That's starting to annoy me, the fact that I can't just play the fun card game Now I gotta make friends with everybody.
0: There's no friendship aspect of it. This is is just battle after battle after battle till you die. But there's a lot of interesting storylines with the characters that you meet along the way. It's part of the game is trying to figure out what happened to this world and what this world is now.
2: Well that's good because having to worry about, wow, I could get more powerful if only I can take Captain Marvel fishing.
0: No. I like that aspect of uh, Midnight Suns, oh, of but I you know do. why you don't. I can feel it. Because it's
2: aggravating. And they got to collect herbs to make potions that oh, I barely use.
0: Oh, shit. Uh, I skipped the potion part. There's, it's no, there's, stupid. No, point. there's no point in that Collecting one. herbs? Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it isn't. It's not, I go wow. out and collect herbs, but I don't make potions because that part's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do go out and collect all the colored orbs to build up more <laughs> skill points.
3: Oh, so that
2: you can okay. unlock more more costumes. There's so many costumes. So many it's like, costumes. why? Yeah, There's no point. Yeah, that, And uh, then the swimsuits. Really? Really? Everyone's got the same body? There's, here, swimsuit. Have a swimsuit. Wow. It's just gratuitous. It's stupid.
1: Wow. I just want to play the, the fighty game. I like it, swimsuits. It, it sounds like a comic book. You it, just want to see Deadpool in a swimsuit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, you can. See?
2: Yeah.
0: Dream come go. true.
1: They should make a Marvel game, uh, Shards of Infinity, and you just go around collecting shards of infinity gems to create your powers and make yourself a hero and go to work. You know, you actually got something there a yeah, little I'm, bit. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in on this. Yeah. 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 That, that would be I the, had like City of Heroes, but Marvel-themed. Yeah, and you just, you know, get, get your little... How many slivers of the power gem do you get, you know, before you become like Thor level? Or the reality gem and, uh, I don't know, what's that? Phoenix, Proteus, the uh, the mutant who manipulates reality. Stuff like that, you know. Mind gem. I like it. Get a whole bunch of mind gems. Write it. be like, eh. Ah. <laughs> What'd you do, Kay? What did I do? I'm making my way through the electronic versions of, uh die by the sword which is a sword and sorcery collection by dmr publishing they're they're doing tons of sword and sorcery stuff so i i want to i actually do want to do a review when i finish these because there's i'm also going through sword and sorceries number six and um it's actually neat the more and more people are getting interested in writing sword and sorcery again, and as a result, you're getting better and better stories when you have these collections, which is nice because you know some. Usually, they put out a sword and sorcery collection, and it's like, oh, ooh, ow,
0: oh, yeah. that's not, <laughs> oh, 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 god. I've seen you some know? horror collections like that. I
1: guess. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, so it's getting better, which is nice. Um, so I am enjoying that. Uh, and new spins and if there's this one sword of, uh, story, this guy wrote, it's actually really cool because it's kind of medieval, a little grim, but his antagonists are like right out of Moorcock. you know, they're right out. Uh, the, 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 the bad bad guys are called the um, the Kolar Banshees. And it's literally like this tribe of women. And they march around the city and they're they're singing. But the banshee music is what drives people crazy. And that's how they sort of like defeat peoples. And so this guy has to figure out what the hell are we going to do to overcome this. And it's not because Michael Moorcock, especially like with Elric, but with some of the other stuff, he does this interesting combination of dark and whimsy, you know, and this I never one got whimsy out of out of Elric. Really? Yeah, <clears throat> I I I sometimes did. Yeah. Um, uh, but this doesn't have this doesn't have that that whimsy. So it's it's actually it's it's dark, but it's at the same time it's, you it's know. dark. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um. How so do you, how do you say Elric's family name? How do you say his last name? Oh, uh, you mean his people? Elric of. Oh, Melniboné. Melniboné. Yeah. See, for a longest time, I thought it was Melniboon. Yep. Yep. A whole bunch of us did. I don't it, know. It, 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 nice feeling of smugness came over me when, about a decade ago, on his podcast... Brandon Sanderson talked about Elric of Melnibone, and I'm like, I don't care how good a writer you are. Well, when people say (laughs) Melnibone, it
2: sounds like you're saying, oh, I'm just going to go down to Target and buy some Toilet. Well,
1: and actually, he has the accent over that last E, so... We're Americans. We don't know what that means. That could be a smudge. (laughs) Elric of smudge. No, that'll be Vlarg of smudge. Shut your mouth. I think I'm going to work on that character. Oh, he is uh, smudge. Yeah. Just look at him. Yeah, smudge. I like that. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So you those can tell he's a smudging. Those, uh, those are good. <laughs> those, those have been good stories. I've been happy about that. Nice. I got a little sidetracked because uh-huh. last night, for some strange whimsical reason, I watched The Maltese Falcon. Oh, again, did you? Okay, which, again. Wow. Which uh, a movie I, I really enjoy. And that got me like, oh, you know what? I have that. There's a little collection, because Dashiell Hammett only wrote, I think he only wrote one Sam Spade novel, but he did write a couple short stories. Yeah. And I had the collection of the short story "A Man Called Spade," so I started reading those, which was interesting because it's just—it's that whole first-person detective. She yeah. walked in my door like a. Oh, dude! I dig that. The, the first story, the first story I read. I, I was halfway through it when I was like, "Wait, this isn't first person," and it was so funny because it's exactly that way. The man came into the office and he was wearing a you know, a green coat with a yellow vest and blah blah blah. Spade asked him, and I'm like, "Yeah, right." It throws you off. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's third, but this is, what the hell do you, what the hell do you call this third person hammock? I don't know, but it was it was really it was really kind of cool reading through that and stuff. So that, and that, that's been interesting. I like, I really do like, uh, I really do like the way uh, Dashiell Hammett writes. So yeah, that, uh,
0: that was. When I was cast in City of Angels, I was cast in that Sam Spade role. In that. Ah, so yeah. I had to read all of Hammett's stuff to kind of grasp yeah. that character. And fun show you see City of Angels. Really good musical. You'd love it, Barry. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. You, you hear a musical and I'm just like, oh Barry. Yeah, Barry will love music. Especially dancing. Lots of dancing. Oh, gotta, no, gotta have dancing.
0: No dancing in the show. Aww. Oh, well, I'm not gonna see it.
1: There you go. All singing, no dancing. Uh, boy, you fucked up there, Todd. No, no, I don't dance. Yeah. We also uh we went to Lewis's. Oh. And we played wait, wait, some, wait,
2: wait, wait. I, I love how you say that.
1: We went to Lewis's. Yeah, well, I'm saying that because <laughs> we played we played Lords of Waterdeep. We introduced ah. Andy to it, and Andy stomped us.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucking. That little, that yeah, little,
1: that little cock knocker just came out and totally, totally stomped we us. We weren't taking it easy. No, I played my character wrong because I can't resist a high value card. You know, I when, know. A, when a twenty five point quest comes up, I just gotta grab it. Sure, but my lord was complete any non-mandatory quest for three points. So I actually just grabbed the little ones. And yeah. And instead, out. instead I grabbed three twenty-fives and a and a couple twenties and I had the points, but motherfucking Andy, he just sat there and he just oh I'll buy a few of these and I'll turn in this quest. I'll buy a few now granted Barry was sitting there. Now let me stop you right there. You have a commerce Plot quest, what does it do? You know, and he's helping him with okay, all that. Okay, this is his first time playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then he won.
2: Yeah, he won. Yeah. So you know so, what? So you taught him well.
1: I am a good teacher
0: of oh,
2: games.
1: Boy, I take that as a win. <laughs> we won. So, and also, uh, I have a moment.
2: Why <laughs> it's aggravating? I, I need. It's aggravating coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it felt like burning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when Barry aggravates himself. Uh, that's a recursive. Sometimes well, that
0: shit backfires, sometimes man. Sometimes he hears himself and yeah, there knows you go. what the rest of us are. Well, he's
1: for. wearing earphones. Yeah. Um, I should always wear earphones. Now, I do have... I, I need should a point of order here, Todd. Point of order. Because we played Neanderthal words. Yes. And uh, they insist that oxidation is not a single syllable. <laughs> Yeah, I may have gotten a little excited, and and I used the <laughs> oxidation as yeah. a single syllable. Although it was really funny because Andy's uh, girlfriend Sandy actually, at, when I screw up, it's really funny because I do it so energetically, oh, yeah. like uh, there was uh, egg was my word, and I was I was like, oh, and you know, of course, I'm blanking. What the hell do you do for eggs? And I'm just like, um, uh oh, chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, the point of the game is you can only use one-word descriptions. Otherwise, yeah. you're over One syllable. One syllable. syllable. Thank you. One yeah, syllable. Yeah.
3: And uh, You know, uh, so. Lewis is
1: very good at the game.
2: Mm-hmm. He's very good. He's yeah. very good at speaking like a Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Take so. that for what you will. Now, now an, uh, another bone of contention Here we go. was Barry had hawk. And he's doing a good job of describing birds. So at one point, we're like, birds, birds. And he's like, short word for bird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get there with Hawk. I didn't know what to do. <laughs>
3: bird is already a short word. I know. I
1: know. I, I know. And I'm sitting there, burr, 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 burr. It was funny. Oh, That, that great. was so, and then we play Code Names. Oh Jesus, boy oh boy, we oh, get that's a good game. Andy and and uh, his girl and uh, um, Lewis's son Stephen, he joined in. They they took us two to one because uh, apparently Barry Kirsten and Lewis this is not a good is team. may not be the best team for Code Names. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Overthinking is that what's happening?
1: A lot of overthinking, and it was really, a lot of fucking each other up too. Yes, we're <laughs> so saying funny, well, that's that, that, that's part. You know, that's one of the annoying things about Lewis is because he'll sit there and he'll fuck around when it's your turn, <laughs> and actually make it tough to to fuck. And he'll sit there and say, "Well, that's the fun part of the game." And it's like, "Oh <laughs> my the? god, I f- felt like Lewis is right here when you said that." <laughs> but, but on the other hand, Barry and I got some revenge because when he was the caller. Uh, Barry and I just talked up a fucking storm, and Lewis not being able to say anything, it was killing him. He had full-on twitches going on. He was (laughs) dying. He was just dying. So there was some uh, enjoyment there. So, you know, that that was nice. That happened.
0: That was a happening.
1: Yes. So there you go.
0: You know, it's been a while. uh, We've gotten some mail. Let's do a little mail. Okay. Mail, mail, we've got mail.
1: That's all you get for free. Mail, mail, gonna do the mail, mail. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Oh, by the way, Barry Barry bopped Lewis on the head because uh, apparently steel is not a monosyllable word.
2: I don't know why I thought it was.
1: (laughs) I was having a hard time that day.
2: I didn't sleep Steal well.
1: bonk. And Lewis is like, what? And then he took the club out of Barry's hand and bonked him back.
2: <laughs> I, was so, a, I was having a difficult time with life. Steal.
0: He's Barry is basically a violent person, so just Yeah. Put a club in his hand that someone's gonna get hit. Put something in his hand. Little bit of mail. Hey, all hail, great and powerful arbiters of geek. And Vlarg. I wished... Fuck you! <laughs> I wished to ask your thoughts on Disney's decision to release all of Echo on day one. Uh, personally, I have found that friends and family members will watch first episodes available, and if they aren't gripped, they won't bother going back a week later to watch more. But if they are available immediately, then they'll watch them and maybe come to like the show yeah. my prime instance uh, being WandaVision I found the first two episodes to be the weakest of the season I never managed to get my daughters to watch more of it despite how much they love the MCU whereas if they have watched a show they where they can just keep watching even if it's not a great show they feel more of a need to finish it are they attempting to combat drop-off is it a sign to things to come Or conversely, has it got nothing to do with this issue, it's just they have no faith in the show or just getting it out of the way. Many thanks for your great work. Two is one.
2: Well, I think that it's that Echo isn't a first string character or a second string character. It's she's like a Z list character. I've basically never heard of her before MCU. Is she only in the MCU? I don't think so,
1: right? No, 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 she's in print.
2: Yeah, okay. Still but Who cares? Yeah. Um, And they've got a lot of stuff that they've pushed back already. And I don't know what the release schedule is like, but the last thing they want to do is get audiences tied up in something like Echo when they really want to release something they know is going to be stronger, uh, like, I don't know, like Secret Invasion invasion. or or like Winter Soldier, one that was done before that was really strong. Um, I don't know how long their Echo series is going to go for. So I can see why they would release it all on day one to be like, "Here's a Marvel series. If you don't like it, it you know we could pluck it right out of the, the MCU. if you do, we can build on it further. That's what it sounds like to me i don't I don't I, I'm not really excited about it It's MCU. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try it, but
0: you know I'm not I think it could be an experiment. I, I They don't do their other shows like this. This is the first time they're releasing Netflix style. Uh, of course, it could, as you suggested, be a little faith in the show, but I honestly don't see anything indicating that thus so far. You usually get rumblings of that in Variety or Hollywood Reporter if there's mm. something kind of going off on something in the big works like Marvel or Star Wars. Let me ask you this. Why does Netflix do it that way? Uh, Netflix does it that way because Netflix has kind of always done it that way, and people like Netflix for doing it that way.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: if you're going to experiment on something, experiment on a character with low risk like Echo. Uh, I wouldn't do that with like Secret Invasion. There's too much wrapped up in that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you right now. I know secret invasions have mm-hmm. begun. I'm not started it. I'm not going to start it until it's about three or four episodes in. I have started it. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I I'm, I'm sure it is, but I don't. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait either. Yeah, I would like to watch a few episodes at a time.
3: Well,
0: if that's I had, how
2: I am with graphic novels. I don't. I don't collect individual issues. I hate individual issues, sure. and I can't
0: display them. That's kind of the same thought, isn't it?
2: Sorta. But when you're sitting down On the TV, you got no energy for anything else. You're like, ah, what's on? oh, okay, we got a new episode
0: of this to look forward to, yay. That's kind of nice. A fine example, Andor. Andor. Everyone loves Andor. Just Everyone's just going crazy for Andor. Slow start. But uh, I started Andor when there was just a couple episodes on, and I went up to the point where they released, and I'm like, well, I'm here now, and then got caught up doing something else, and then finally, and I never, ever went back to Andor.
1: Holy mackerel.
2: Okay, that 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 is a concern. Like, I never actually finished Peaky Blinders. Okay, okay, I got so far, and then I was like, eh,
0: I I'm not, I don't care. Whereas She-Hulk, I basically didn't really start that until it was mostly done, and so by the time I was up to the point of getting to the end, it was all out. And so well, I was able to watch it on my own time, stay invested in it story wise, because I didn't have to wait and something over here didn't catch my eye that's like oh i have to play this to try this out to review it or whatnot so i prefer and i know my wife definitely does the netflix option of just dropping it all and that way i can watch it in my own time instead of them deciding to go oh no we want this to be a water cooler we want you to watch it and talk about it at work so you get excited for the next week i don't i'm not like that i'm sorry if you if you stop the the book in the middle of it I might not pick that book up again.
2: Yeah, but there's also the threat of, like like it is for me right now, with Black Mirror. Uh, we just watched the first episode of the new Black Mirror uh, season that dropped in. It was really, really, really good. Um, but it's funny as hell, too. You really got to watch it. Uh, and I'm excited for the rest of them. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not they're all tied together. The point is I'm excited for the rest of them, but I like to save it because I'm watching a bunch of series right now, and I don't want to burn through all of them in one night. I'll save a little. Watch a little here. Watch a little there. Watch a little there. So that, you know, something, something new is on Thursday. What's new? Uh, Freaking Star Trek, right? Isn't that on Thursday? Changing mm-hmm. <laughs> worlds? So I was excited. Mm-hmm. Yay, we get Star Trek to watch tonight after work. Okay, great. Now that's done. You want to watch something else? What do we got? I don't know. What do you want to watch? Well, luckily, we can kick in an episode of Black Mirror, you know, or if we had, uh, say, Marvel Secret Invasion in a big chunk like Netflix style, we could throw one of those on and, and work our way through at our
1: own pace.
2: So there's that's one thing to be said for that
1: theory that I see developing. Because I'm I'm with Todd. I'm I'm I love Bench. I really just prefer that, but. And and I can't see this applying the world over, but right here at this table, I'm getting a sense of the two guys with a somewhat irregular schedule like binge The guy who is pretty much nine to five yeah. likes the likes the after work, let's watch one, what else have we got? Okay, bedtime, play a game, whatever. And I, I, I don't know that I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. That's a Good observation, actually. Yeah, because I, I just I love Ben. I I still remember. I, like I still remember Jeff, when I Luke was... Cage came out. I was so, and I just I want I oh, I'll watch a couple. I'll watch one. This will be cool. And I just got caught up in it, and I stayed up till fucking six a.m. And yeah. I watched it, and I loved every goddamn minute of it. And it, uh, I just. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll binge if it's available. And if I have the time, but I don't often do, and well, most people don't, yeah. and that's the thing. I wish Maybe Jeff were here thing. because
2: Jeff's like a regular kind of nine to five guy, right? Sort of. and
1: it'd be interesting to get his input because, because from and for me, the other thing is, well, you know, I've this, I've actually got twelve hours, so I haven't done it a lot lately, but I am waiting. I waited for Picard. You know, I started watching Picard, and then I'm like, I'm going to wait for it to end, then I'll finish it. Uh, I haven't started Strange New Worlds yet. I I know Secret Invasion's out, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to wait on that, too. So, I'm not, I'm, you know. The other thing is, of course, the contrast in the water cooler conversation, because of spoilers. You wait... It's, it can be aggravating because... You've got to avoid yeah. YouTube altogether. Yeah. And the I mean, first page I, of Google News. I already had uh, one... And, and, of course, movies, too. I already had one uh, big spoiler for... I, I think it was Flash. Yeah. Laid on me, and I was like, ah, shit, it would have been cool to get caught on that. But I just... I haven't... I, I can't go to movies right now. so I'm not doing them fast enough so I can get the free movie from Galaxy. And it's just like, <laughs> Burg! So... But anyway, yeah.
0: So thank you for sending that into as one. That's a it's an interesting thought, and of course, we're not in those boardrooms, so it could be just like, I oh, no, I just felt like doing it this way. Well, week. It could the writer strike have
1: anything to do with anything? This in uh, terms I, of messing with schedule or I, something. I
0: think this, unless it would, this announcement happened before the writer strike began. Um, so it could be in anticipation, but even so, that wouldn't
2: Doesn't even make, make sense because sense, uh, I would want to stretch it out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can tell how how bad it is when you stop seeing normal scripted stuff and you start seeing like shitty reality shows. Mm -hmm.
0: uh,
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Next email is a is is just a little quickie. Uh, Mail says, "Could a vampire policeman enter my house without my consent if they had a warrant?" Chris, the microscope. Wow.
1: Oh, it's a good question. (laughs) Wow.
2: He's technically. Not invited by the homeowner,
1: but, yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, and all cops should be vampires, because...
0: I'm going to say legally yes, physically no.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What a fucking cop. It is decided. (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. News you don't give a shit about! Really? (laughs) What? Paramount Pictures is looking at developing another G.I. Joe movie. Why? Yep, there you go. That's with, just the category. With franchise producer Lorenzo D. Bonaventura. During a recent interview with Collider, uh, Di D- Bonaventura revealed that he and a creative team attempted to develop the TV series with Amazon Studios and Paramount Pictures. But when that fell apart, the producers said they put their focus back on making another G.I. Joe movie. Uh, the last attempt was uh, Snake Eyes 2021. So, guys, you ready for another, GI Joe?
1: I actually kind of enjoyed Snake Eyes. It ah. was okay. So, I if if that's
0: is it the bumblebee of the sorta GI Joe universe, <laughs>
1: sorta, and maybe that's maybe
2: that's the key. You're I just waiting know. for the crossover because you know they did it in the comics. Yeah, yeah, GI Joe I, and Transformers. You know, they should sell some oh crazy toys. Oh my
1: God, they should.
2: Why, dude, why not? They already got fucking Unicron in the, in the next the Transformers thing. What are they going to do for G.I. Joe this time? They don't need George of Gordon-Levitt. He wears a mask the entire time, <laughs> right? So they can get anyone to play. They can get you to play Cobra
1: Commander. They should. They should. They should wow. get Commander K to play Cobra Commander. Holy yeah. crap. How that totally works, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say. I'm working on losing this weight. <laughs> Don't worry about my weight. Just kill
0: no. Joe. No, you, not Gilbert Gottfried.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Cobra
0: Cobra Wait. K.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, no, stop. no We're going to no. destroy the White House. Let me tell you how we're going to do it. There's, There's no, no give a shit about. That's getting kind of Stan Lee. Wow, it really was. Come on, true <laughs> believers. Let's overthrow the government. I don't even know what the hell that is. What
2: if Stan Lee and Gilbert Godfrey got in the same room and argued about something?
1: Would the world Im- implode? I don't know. Maybe if. Uh, well, well, not now. If. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's the news? Fran Drescher. <laughs> oh, my God. Walks no.
0: in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you doing you know?
1: this? <laughs> you know, she comes in and argues with Stan Lee and Gilbert Godfrey.
0: And it goes something like this. No. There's no (laughs) give a shit about... (laughs) Right now, Professor Biggs would be clearing his throat, getting ready.
1: it's a little something.
0: (laughs) There will be no more going to hell on bus 666. What? Okay. The bus to the town of Hell that's spelled H-E-L on Poland's Baltic coast has long been popular with tourists. But some Christian conservatives have protested the number signifying the devil on a bus leading to a place that sounds like the word hell in English. Uh, The local bus operator, PKS Cadenia, announced that the bus 666 will no longer run to the town of hell. It said it had flipped the last number and would now run the line under the number 669. Nice. Starting in June 24th. Wow. Good, that'll learn him. The, the local news portal said uh, that the line operated under the number 666 since 2006, uh, first as a local joke before attracting riders from across Poland and beyond. Some people rode the bus simply to say they'd taken the 666 bus to hell uh fronia a catholic publication has for years called for the 666 bus to be renamed arguing that it had satanic overtones and that quote to present the reality of eternal damnation as amusing in any way is just plain stupidity y'all need to play diablo 4 if you want to get some of that shit (laughs) it lamented that fact that many polish journalists even catholic ones took pleasure in the joke can you imagine? For shame! Stop religion! Stop ruining fun things. Yeah, really. We
2: need to get some Christian conservatives to to like yell about us. What can we do?
0: <laughs> we, well, we have to rename something to hell or devil. Well, we uh, don't. We just have to I'm, send them a couple of our episodes. Uh, do you know,
2: <laughs> if you play this episode
1: backward, we sound really smart.
3: <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh,
1: yeah. I mean, also hell. Safe. I'm surprised we haven't. Uh, we haven't gotten in trouble yet So I don't For know. what? I'm Master Devil I don't know I'm just Satan <laughs> Well we had that uh, episode where we talked about atheism And how all of us were basically uh, You know Bunch of godless communists Yeah, yeah. Much. yeah. Although We have was, a sticker that says was, godless communists It was really funny because Lewis like heard that And he's like oh I didn't know Kirsten wasn't an atheist and I'm like, well, I'm agnostic, Lewis. And I'm pretty much there. And yeah, he's- that, Agnostics are just atheist cowards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much.
1: <laughs> wow. Coming
0: from Mr. <gasps> Legally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, think- I think there's a difference between vampires. Those are fucking real. Oh, boy. Someone
2: take him out back and yeah, school him. Um, I think to get them really mad at us, we have to encourage children to do satanic shit. D and D, please.
0: You just have to encourage children to look at a crossdresser to make them mad. There you go. No,
1: what you, uh, uh, let's paint Barry and Pride colors. <gasps> let's. That'll that'll get people upset. Big. With like horns and a and a devil tail.
0: No, just plain pink, pink and turquoise. Yeah,
1: and... just and you know, uh, have him uh, make out with Jeff.
0: Be, okay. Now we're there.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna play out your fucking <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> Why not?
0: Also, hail
2: Satan.
0: <laughs> news don't give a shit about. Disney has a 10-episode Alien vs. Predator anime series that they don't plan on releasing. What? The news was revealed during an Alien Day episode of the Perfect Organism podcast. Josh Izzo, former licensing director at 20th Century Fox prior to Disney's acquisition of the company and founder of Alien Day in 2016, uh, talked about this on this talked about the project quote he says there is sitting at disney now at 20 cents 20 studios 10 episodes fully completed alien versus predator anime series that i produced it's done it's in the can it's mixed it's finished it was produced and story cracked by uh, eric helderon and dave baker two unbelievably crazy talented guys unquote uh, Izzo talked about his initial pitch for the project, saying that he, uh, at Home Entertainment, had Dave Bixler champion the project. He also presented the idea to the head of Consumer Products, Jeffrey Godsick, and explained, "quote I said, hey, listen, I want to pitch this idea of a direct to DVD Alien and or Predator and or Predator animation that we, the Consumer Products division, can sell against." let us be the masters of our own destiny rather than waiting out for theatrical whenever a movie decides to come out, unquote. The pitch was approved, and Shinji Aramaki who was reportedly hired to direct it. He previously worked on shows such as Halo Legends, Harlock, Starship Troopers, Appleseed, Appleseed Ex Machina, and Blade Runner Black Lotus. The story for the series is set to sometime after the events of Alien vs. Predator and Alien 4, but no other details beyond that. And Disney has no plans to release the Alien vs. Predator finished anime series.
2: Do they give any reason, any speculation even? They I just, can't imagine
0: just, why. I can't. I can't. I can't either. Uh, I on, have unless nothing. they're just. Because even with they're doing it for tax break reasons or whatever, like uh, Warner Brothers is doing, it's it seems like something that they would have to kind of announce on their books if they were doing it, and we know that. I don't even have a guess. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they feel its time hasn't come, but nothing. Are you kidding? Un- until I heard from this guy that created it, I never knew.
1: Yeah. Wow. I, it's I, kind of funny because he, he points out, let's be a master of our own destiny and you know, instead of while a movie's coming out. And the only thing I could think of if they're planning on releasing it is they're waiting for a movie to come out. Maybe so. And then when they do that, they, they do... Get the a little synergy up, going. Synergy hype. Get the... It's dumb. That's dumb. Hail Satan.
0: These don't give a shit about... Warner Brothers has announced that they are selling Richard Donner's originally original 1978 Superman film as NFT bundles. Just shut up. While NFTs are still receipts for Beanie Babies and losing ground, it is currently a $3 billion industry and WB is still looking at ways to cash in on it. Collectors can buy, sell and trade the NFTs in Warner Brothers online marketplace. The Superman web three movie experience is described as a quote multimedia NFT that includes the film in 4k ultra HD format. Plus extras like image galleries, and artist renderings by DC Artists. It will have, quote, an artificial scarcity designed to drive sales of the bundles, which will cost $30 for the standard edition and $100 for the premium edition. Customers can purchase them using a credit card or cryptocurrency once they create an LVO NFT media wallet that acts as a digital vault and enables consumers to stream and view the content, unquote. So, you have to buy from that particular wallet these to be able to watch your movie that you don't really own, but kind of do. Even the good Lord Satan wouldn't do that shit.
1: Dude. <laughs> that shit's fucked up. I just got a great idea. Oh, oh
3: boy. Yeah. What you got?
1: We make, like, a, well, either it's either a 10, one hour episode TV you know series or a 10 hour movie whatever we do okay mm-hmm. and we release it in half hour chunks okay and each half hour chunk yeah. is an nft and people have to buy the half hour and they have to get together <laughs> with their nfts to watch
0: the whole thing so you have to get together with other people to watch the thing that you have to see the whole thing yes Barry, does that appeal to you? About as
2: much as (laughs) (laughs) sticking a red hot poker in my right eye. Okay,
1: now I. Pulling
2: it out and then sticking it in my left eye.
1: Boy, he's just making me like this idea even more. He'll see. I just tried it. What about every 15 minutes? Uh There's four per hour. Oh. So we're talking 40 NFTs to sell the whole series. Or. You know what?
2: Let's go even further. Let's break it up into one minute chunks, oh. right?
1: Now and then, you know Barry's and then, in ev- on it. And,
2: and then no, no, screw that. One frame, the and man. then we we make we make common,
1: uncommon, and rare ones. Yeah, and we put them in booster packs. Yeah, common can be like silent, black and white. Uncommon what? would be like it's, talking. Just, it's one
2: it's one whole movie.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about the frame. I'm
2: talking individual frame. Yeah, Yeah, but
1: now he's talking variations on that individual frame. But your rare frame will be in color with sound. And so you have to you have to buy the rare frames if you want your color movie. But then there's ultra
2: rare frames where there's
1: like key moments, like reveals. Yeah. Oh my God. It'd be like those are the effects. It'd be like clue the movie broken up into NFTs.
0: W- which... not making me excited to watch Clue. Oh, Wait. no,
2: I hate this entire idea, <laughs> and I hate you for wasting my life having to listen to it. Hail Satan.
3: <laughs> Wicked Geek! <laughs> this
1: is the episode where Barry struggles to get us in trouble with the evangelicals. <laughs> Fuck the evangelicals, Hail Satan. Yay, abortion. The
3: Flash director. <laughs> That'll
2: do
1: us more uh, than anything else. It yeah. should be mandatory. Go on, what? The <laughs> f- Hi, I'm Barry Mandatory Abortion Vlog, <laughs> and I
2: will never be running for office because of the 10 odd years I've been doing this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this was the thing that kept it off your resume. Yeah, I know. It's a lot more,
3: actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The Flash director, Andy Muschietti, is officially set to helm Batman the Brave and the Bold for DC Studios. The project is inspired by Grant Morrison's popular Batman's Comics run. It will focus on Bruce Wayne's relationship with his biological son, Damian Wayne. Batman the Brave and the Bold is said to be one of James Gunn's and Peter Safran's favorite projects. When previously talking about the project, Gunn said, quote, so this is the introduction of the DCU Batman, Bruce Wayne, and also introducing our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch, assassin murderer, who he unwittingly takes on, who is Batman's actual son that he doesn't know exists for the first eight to ten years of his life. And he brings it, it brings him into this life, and this is a story. It's a very strange sort of father and son story about the two of them, and it's based on Grant Morrison's run on the Batman. There's a couple of comic book writers that have been exceptionally influential on our stuff, and Grant Morrison and Tom King are probably the two primary ones. Unquote. Still no writer attached, and probably won't be for a while, and not going to happen until the strike wraps up. The movie will also mark the first live action film appearance of Robin since Chris O'Donnell played the character in 1997's film Batman and Robin, everyone's With favorite. With the nipple armor. Yeah, that's the only thing. Did that matter? around? nipple armor? Yeah.
2: No, uh, Gunn was real excited about Braven the bold when he did the big announcement. Like, look, here's where DC's going. So, yeah, uh, that man's infectious. I've if he's in charge, I'm there. Yeah, I you know me, I'm not a DC guy, but Gunn's in charge, so maybe it'll be cohesive instead of this mishmash of crap we have now. The CW verse, I call it.
1: Ugh. <clears throat> even beyond the cw verse the berlanti verse yeah um
0: mm, yeah
1: okay never read
0: the damian wayne
1: story yeah i have no interest okay. i have none okay dick grayson is well then channel the only cool robin and in... channel uh bigs for us what would he say were he here let me turn your volume
2: down <laughs> It was a little like this.
1: <laughs> when you're speaking, you know, with, the problem with DC Universe is when you're
3: talking about the- <laughs> Speaking to it, the mic, Biggs.
1: And you're talking about uh, guys like James Gunn.
2: and stuff Speaking stuff. to the mic, Biggs.
1: And, and basically with DC-
2: Stop it. Stop to,
1: it. Um, I meant with uh, his
2: opinion, not his mannerism. His no opinion? one needs that shit. I, he's
1: probably going to be like, yay. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> what the fuck do you want? I don't Batman's know a
0: story. Kid. Right now, Steve has got a boner. He doesn't know why. Barry knows you don't know the story. He wants you to channel Biggs so you know what the story is so you can tell us about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um. Great. What else you got? I just shit my pants. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> we there told we go. you
0: not to channel those banner <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. Yeah. Geek shock now in Smell O Vision. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get the NFT. Ted Ramey, the brother and frequent collaborator of Sam Ramey, stars in an upcoming thriller titled. Failure, with an exclamation point. And the movie is shot in a single 87-minute take. Ramey takes on the role of James, quote, a man who has just one hour to choose between financial ruin or murder to protect his family, unquote. The film is directed by Alex Koum, and Alif has acquired world sales rights. When talking about joining the film with Buddy Disgusting, Ramey said, quote, I read it. It was pretty radical. It was only one shot. Yeah, that banana is one shot. That's the idea. So it's 87 pages. It's essentially a three-act play with no intermission, unquote. And they really shot the movie in a single take. No edit. And when asked what would happen if a take was ruined, Ramey said, quote, start over from page one, and it was quite a challenge, but it turned out great, unquote.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I've seen that kind of done before a little bit. Um, I,
1: d- d- fucking K, what are you doing?
0: You're, you're disturbing Barry with your picture taking.
1: He had his finger
0: up. I thought he was posing.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that was just his palsied <laughs> middle finger uh, conversation pose. If, if
0: it's I, always up. If I'm in the room, that finger will come up intermittently. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think I've seen that done before with like experimental student films. Um, I'm wondering how good that's gonna be. Just because it's one take. It used to work for the the walk and talk. For uh, the, the West Wing? Oh, yes. You know, they love that. Yeah, uh, but they, Aaron but Sorkin loves that. Sure, That's but different. You, yeah,
0: you'd see inner cuts in that, but they'd be extended uh, scenes. Yeah, or like um,
1: Irreversible or 1917, where it's filmed as though it's one long take, but it it isn't. And sometimes I'm like, was it really...
0: Was it really? But
2: it doesn't need to be
0: as long as
1: it looks like
0: it. Right. I mean, first of all, if it's a good movie, that's what the really the question. Uh, however, I have to say, if it is going, to, if it is a good movie, I'm a little impressed by this, just on the fact of the whole stage play aspect of it, because you know, if you're in a stage play, you flub your line, you, you know, you, you vamp, you improv, and get yourself back on track. Uh, with film if you're going to do one take you really can't do that if you if your line goes up on page 85 of of the 87 pages and you start from page one all right fellas what
1: people are gonna hate you
0: yep
2: and then i hope they're not filming it anywhere in public because wow <clears throat> you know i'm curious about that
1: uh oh suddenly
2: I'm suddenly just, he I'm, turns around i'm just I'm not, not turned around i'm just curious mm-hmm. about it I'm, I'm interested to see how it comes out
0: I like Ted Raimi, so I, I'd i like to see it. Well, yeah. I like
1: Ted Raimi. Yeah, so I well like He's Ted starring Raimi. in it. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I'll watch it. I. Jesus. I know. I just said it sounded like a gimmick is all.
0: Yeah. Of course it's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Hell Satan. <laughs> Speaking of gimmicks. Brought to you by Carl's G. Amazon <laughs> and Embracer Group announced an agreement to develop a Lord of the Rings MMO. The game will be developed. They already did that. They did that already, but now it's Amazon Embracer, so hold on to your pants the new game will be
2: well they're just flying right off i'm ready to fuck something wow tell me about this
0: uh it'll be developed internally by amazon games uh will be published on pcs and consoles alike by amazon meaning embracer is basically licensed the game over to amazon it's an entirety Uh, Since this is in development at Amazon, it means there's some history here with MMOs. Studio previously put out New World, an MMO which launched to a solid reception and player base. Uh, Embracer Group first acquired the rights to both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings last year in August 2022. So if you played that first MMO and said, Eh, I liked it, but no, I need more. It's coming. I
2: tried it. It wasn't for me.
0: I tried it. It was just okay. It was an MMO is an MMO no matter the way you skin it yeah
2: I think the time of M- like a, those kind of MMOs is gone it's time the times are gone yeah
3: yeah
0: Michael G G Satan yeah Giacchino you cursed me yes Michael Giacchino he worked on werewolf by night yes uh, normally a
1: composer but he has yes. started
0: directing yes and uh, he's officially tapped uh, to modern to helm and compose a modern reimagining of the classic 1954 creature feature them oh, oh with the ants yes Currently, uh, he's currently in the process of meeting with screenwriters, and so uh, that's kind of on hold. Hopes to kick off production sooner rather than later, but probably later now. A reflection of the Cold War and his grim match of nuclear chicken between the U.S. and Soviet Union. Them nuclear chickens. <laughs> see, exciting. I would. I want that. I want to binge that. Yeah. I want to
1: know more about nuclear chickens. Yes. Yeah. Irradiated cocks. See, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> wow it doesn't take much to ruin something for barry God,
2: anytime you speak
1: mm. it's ruin shit
2: them like-
0: centers around a struggle to contain a colony of ants that have grown to massive size as a result of to- atomic testing in the american southwest directed by gordon douglas the original them featured the on-screen talents of james whitmore edmund gwen joan weldon and james arness Forty years later, Whitmore signed on to make a film called The Shawshank Redemption, written and directed by Them a fan, Frank Darabont. Just a little trivia for you there. Hmm. That's a great film. That's, I'm, I'm
1: down for a remake of Them. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of, you know, as opposed to the, if you're going to remake, remake a shitty, right? This is, the Them is a classic of the genre. It's very much of its genre, but it's a classic. So there you go for... Remaking something that actually, actually uh, is good originally.
2: I would like to see a remake of them shot like tongue-in-cheek fifties monster movie style with the with the or kind of does that same style of. If you ever played the the pinball game Revenge from Mars. Oh yes. Yeah, like that. It's. The terror from beyond it's
0: them. So you want it
2: narrated. Oh yes I okay. do. <laughs> I want it narrated <laughs> with the and, and the over the top characters, you know, with the fedoras and the whole business.
1: I, I think Vlarg is 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 our new Ed Wood. We just need to get him a fuzzy sweater.
0: He's just staring at you. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Hail i have I've I've
0: gotten him upset again. Uh, why do you hail Satan? Write to us, comments at gigshockpodcast.com. And I want to thank Cars, Banana Pudding, Tier 1 members, Sir Chomps, Hylian Scoop, Chad Wilson, Ambivalent Hoax, Richard Bruin, Scoopatron, Mandy, Sour Maddie D, Jacob Flora, Multiverse Tonight, Scully, Mr. Dumbleday, Froyog Soft Surf, Gil, Matthew Bates, Earth7, John B, Diggs McSmigs, and Mr. Sticky Pants. Hold up!
2: Diggs McSmigs is doing something cool for us on Minecraft. I got some good news for everybody next
0: week. Oh. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, see that's what, if you if we were the Netflix, you'd know by now, but yeah. no, 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 we are that's Disney right. Plus with this bullshit.
1: I have an exciting announcement to make next year.
2: No, I legit have a thing to talk about next oh. week. Oh, well, okay. We're doing some shit.
0: And Fireball Whiskey Tier 4 members, Deb T., David Ferrar, J.R. Kunkel, and our Buckfast and Haggis Tier 5 members, King Vol, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, Globly, and Atomic Gumby. And you, dear listener, thank you for joining us. Yes. And a special thanks to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. That song is The Burning Light. You can find it at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And, uh... Until next week, I am Master Torgo, Commander K, and Vlarg, and we'll talk to you next week in Geek.
1: That's right. Stole that folks. and credit. This, uh, this episode brought to you by... Satan. Abortion. <laughs> Are you about to make a mistake that's forever going to ruin your life? Are you really, really going to hate what's coming? Well... Don't. (laughs) Go to California, go to New York, and have an abortion. Also brought to you by drugs. (laughs) Not as bad as they said. That's right. And some drugs can even be used to give you an abortion. (laughs) Abortion. Kill a life to save a life. (laughs) Save two, if you know what I mean.
2: Oh, God. This is going to be great. <laughs> right. Hail Satan.
0: Okay, make sure you ship that to uh, wh- whoever. There, there you go. The Family, Family Council. Research yeah, Council. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Listen Laura, to this with your parents.
1: Laura Boebert.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Send it to Laura. Oh, yeah,
1: please. <laughs> and I, Samuel I, Alito. He's really going to love it. Uh, I
2: need that publicity. I do. I love it.
0: She needs it. Abortion. Oh, my God. Alito, I can't afford that fishing trip.
3: <laughs> yeah, i <laughs>